Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 223. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman. I'm joined this evening by Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess. And Brogan King. Hello. Hello. Uh, so I hear you guys had a very fun episode last time without me. You did a, a, a <laughs> listicle. We became BuzzFeed. You became BuzzFeed. Yeah, well, sort of. Uh, we somehow did it worse than that. We started at the wrong end of the numbers, and oh. then um, <laughs> and then we added one in the middle. Uh, oh, like a, like and, a four point five or something like that. Yeah, well, it, yeah. Was, it was something like that. And then uh, and then we ended. I I you know spliced you in talking about how you'd had your mute button on at the very end. Ah. Uh. So. <laughs> okay, so you added you added a three point five. Yep. We hope you we, fixed the streamlined the grapple rules. Yes, D and D three point five. I actually just yes. made Rangers <laughs> playable. Uh, I like three point five. Well, three point five was great, but like, did you ever play third? No. Yeah, yeah. So the the Ranger class was bad. The spell slots were a little messed up for some of the classes. Like third was fine. Three point five was correct. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, it spent a little <laughs> more time in the oven and came out. <laughs> it came was out fully cooked. fully cooked. Fully right. cooked. Our episode was mostly cooked, and then we—I'm sorry—we had more good ideas in the middle of the episode. We can't control that. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so, speaking of good ideas for an episode, um, tonight's episode, or this afternoon's episode, or this morning, depending on when you're listening, um, is we're going to be talking about uh, what happens, uh, how players leave the game, and what happens when players leave the game. So that's going to be what we're talking about uh, uh, today. Uh, however, also thematically, um, we have a little bit of an announcement. So, Jess? That that uh, that topic is a bit on the nose, I'm just going to say. <laughs> a um, little, a little. Yeah, well, okay, so basically, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've, uh, you've been listening to all three of the hosts. Um, however, uh, this is going to be my last episode with JudgeCast. Um, I am moving on to other things. Mostly stuff in my life has gotten busy to the point where judge cast and the work involved isn't entirely feasible right now. I'm going to miss it. That will be very sad. Uh, but the main point I want to make is that before anybody starts speculating, th th this has nothing to do with, uh, with either of my co-hosts. I don't have any disagreements or squabbles that have Caused me to decide to quit or anything. No, no beef. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. this is no nothing beef. to do. This is nothing to do specifically with with any event in the judge program at large or or anything like that. It's just time. I've spent uh, oh hell, what <laughs> six to eight years, something like that, doing this show. Uh, yeah, about seven. Uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 time. But uh, I want to th do want to thank everybody who has listened all this time, you, you have made it worth it. And, and I sincerely hope, and I believe they intend, uh, broken brand to, to keep the show going. Um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I sincerely hope that there will be, uh, much more judge cast to listen to, uh, without me. And I also hope that occasionally maybe I'll come on and talk about something or other. And if I ever have another project to like, you know, shamelessly self-advertise this is probably the best place to do it uh so i might be might be jumping in jumping in here to do that i think uh, i pretty much covered uh, that do you, do you guys have any anything you think i should talk about 
to the listeners regarding me no longer being on the show? Um, no particular thing I can think of besides, like Jess said, we're, we're going to still be here. We're going to keep doing this. And Jess isn't vanishing off the face of the earth. So he, he better not because we don't know how to use the web page. So like, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of teaching to do. And it's the funny thing about that is it's not like this is came out of the blue this week. We've been talking about this at this point for like probably literal months. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and just the other day, Brian was like, so about the website. <laughs> uh, about all the things that go with right. actually getting yeah. an episode of Dutchcast yeah. posted. <laughs> need to, need to, like, probably need to, I need to start paying for that or, or a thing, you know. And, uh, and when, uh, when we get those emails or whatever telling us that, like, the site's down, uh, so what do you actually do to fix that? Do yeah, you just that doesn't click- actually happen that often. But yeah, is yeah, there yeah, an easy enough. button? Is there an easy button? Because uh, this is just going to be like, we could probably make a podcast of just me trying to figure out how to use a WordPress site. <laughs> old just, men Prilliman trying to internet. Right. It's like, the fact that you think you can fix the site being down through WordPress is the most amusing part of that statement. There's a little bit There's a little bit of hyperbole in there, right? You call 1-800-WordPress and tell them your site's broken. Yes. Or yeah, you call, on the you phone. Call, Right, on the phone, you call Google and say, my internet doesn't work. Fix my tubes. Right, fix my tubes. And then they do. You wow. gotta you, you download a Jess. patch from Google. Jess, look what you've left here. <laughs> look, look what's happened. Just Brian, this is- Brian, promise you gotta make sure it's really important. You have okay. to use your landline. <laughs> um, when you call the Google? Uh, right, when, when I you call the Google, Google, you have to use a landline. <laughs> so... I have Vonage. Does that count? Mm. I mean, it's close enough. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it's Good. it's it's like Good. Right. <laughs> anyway, so this on-the-nose topic that we're talking about today, right. which is yeah. when players leave the game. Was this Brian's idea? This had to be Brian's idea, right? It was Brian's initial idea, and I was yeah, like, okay. yeah, that's a good idea. And yeah, no, like, no, and I, and I was and like, yeah, that's like, fine. I remember talking about it, but I was now that we're actually doing it, I'm like, wow, that's really on the nose. All right. It is, uh, but here's <laughs> the thing. We suggested it, and like it was like yep. five days later when you came in, you were like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yep. No. I don't know if that's actually true. I don't think it was five days. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that's true, but I don't care enough to go prove you wrong. No, five days ago, our Slack may not even have it anymore. No, 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 because this was like this was like three weeks ago. Because this was yeah, this was no, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, that, that what the 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 thing I'm saying is just that uh, because Slack auto deletes stuff. Oh, Slack. right, which is great. Uh, no, it's, evi- no evidence. That's not how that works. <laughs> you, you mean Snapchat doesn't actually delete my photos? <laughs> so uh, I so. made a, I made a contemporary internet reference. Wow, Brian. Yeah, I know. So there's a preview of the new content for Beeprill.com. <laughs> uh, Wait, does that also come over to us? Or are you going to relinquish control of Beeprill.com? No. <laughs> That's yes. Jess's now. I, I almost swore. <laughs> I am. I've. I can't tell you the number of times I've. I've thought about different things to do with that website, Beeprill.com. Uh, right now, it just redirects to the to the uh, the appeals dance. to the appeals dance. Uh, I have considered many times just getting myself an email address at bpearl.com. Ooh. Uh, you know, being just okay. at bpearl.com. Perhaps even 
bpril.mtg at bpril.com. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the powers are, are endless here. Yes. The opportunity. Uh, all right. You know, but, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, uh, uh, players leaving the game. We've been, yes. we've been chatting for you know, almost 10 minutes on this. So let's, let's get into the topic. All right. So in a, um, in a one-on-one game, it's kind of weird because when a player leaves the game, it's Normally because they lost, right? Or the mm. other person won. Right. Or the other. Well, uh, either, yeah, I mean, yeah, usually. I mean, there is that one uh, unset card that adds another player to the game. So, but I think it makes them a 2HG team. It does. Yeah, okay. So that doesn't so, change a whole lot there. So let's let's talk about uh, uh, some of the ways a game can end, okay? Um. Well, there are basically... Three sort of ways a game can end, and one is winning the game, one is losing the game, and one is drawing the game. And they're all interwoven and sort of repetitive when you explain each of them mm-hmm. <laughs> separately. In, in, a, in a rules-based, in a, in a rules-nerd-style fashion. Right, they, they become w- kind of redundant simply because of one is the inverse of the other, in a way. There is a weird thing here. Uh, I don't believe Karn restarting the game technically counts as the game ending. Uh, I actually have this in here. Um, Uh Uh-oh. If Karn's ultimate restarts the game, all players still in the game will immediately begin a new game. Uh, One second, I'll go to the rules about restarting (laughs) Restarting a game. game. Uh, The only thing I think this is relevant for is whether how we handle extra turns at the end of a, uh, a game uh, that is, or if they're at the end of a round in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that players are, might have questions about this if they play Karn in a format known as Modern. Uh, who would do that? And <laughs> who? who could do that? Who would play that card? Uh, and I'm pretty sure, I, I hope you would agree with me that if a player restarts the game while they are in turns, we should not tell them, oh, the game's over. Okay, no more turns. I I it's agree. A, I, I agree also. And we we've we've talked about this a little a little bit in the in the past, because like if a yeah. game naturally ends on turn, you know, on turn two, you don't get to start a new game and play another, you know, three turns of that third game. Right. Uh but for the purpose of reporting the tournament, reporting results, that restarted game. Uh, the game that was ended with Karn doesn't really count. You're not writing anything down on the match slip for that game. So or, from a tournament standpoint, from a tournament reporting standpoint, it's kind of the same game. So yeah. Because that, that game never was in the restarting the game section, it does say no players in that game win, lose, or draw that game. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, just uh shuffle up and start playing and, and please don't take a whole lot of time because we're trying to restart the turn. We're trying to turn the rounds. Uh, related to this, while we're in this restarting the game bit, um, everyone always asks, who goes first in the new Karn game? The starting player in the new game is the player who controlled the spell or ability that restarted the game. So right now, the person who controlled Karn. Woot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we, we talked about, so jumping back, we, the ways to win the game. Um, one of, one of the weirdest things is, is the way to win the game is all your opponents have left the game. 
Um, <laughs> right. They One of them may have decided I need to go have a snack and just conceded and walked away. Mm-hmm. Right. One may have actually died and the other one as they they don't all have to have left the game the same way for some reason. You mean died in the game like their life total went from 20 to 0. They didn't leave yeah. the game because uh, they actually died, mm, right? Like, like uh we'll we'll leave it to interpretation what I meant. Mm, just mm. for for flavor, for flavor. I think from a tournament standpoint that 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 might be well, I mean, they they do have 10 minutes to start playing again. <laughs> I don't mean literally die. <laughs> Uh, or else they get tardiness in the news. But anyway, um, so uh, so this this also overrides any effects that preclude a player from winning the game. So if you actually have a card that says you can't win the game, like uh, I think it's Abyssal Persecutor, mm-hmm. says you can't win the game, and everyone else just says, oh, yeah, and just quits. <laughs> Even though your card says you can't win the game, you just won. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. nobody else is playing with you anymore. You have no friends. Your can opponent you cannot. A, 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 can you believe Abyssal Persecutor actually saw real play in Standard? Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was a blue-black control deck. Abyssal Persecutor is a 6-6 with flying and trample for four mana. Okay, that's right. really good. And it was even better at the time it was printed. Uh, and people would play it, and basically it was just a deck full of removal spells and Jason Mind Sculptors. For your and, own but, Abyssal Persecutor? Well, it was, you controlled the board, and then eventually you just played a four mana 6 6 with Flying and Trample and beat them to death with it. And then they would be you in a negative life someone. total until you either bounced it or or did something. And right. it would be not be uncommon in that deck to play Jace the Mind Sculptor just to bounce your, your own Abyssal Persecutor and win the game. That's, that's tragic. I uh-huh. mean, it makes sense. But I don't like it. It was before Jace found a real home. That makes Still, sense. Though, it was. It was we back when they did, we had all these questions of well, what happens if there's an abyssal persecutor and a platinum angel on the battlefield. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you win the game when all your opponents have either died in game, died outside <laughs> the game, or uh, just decided to concede. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I don't think Abyssal Persecutor says that. It might actually just say your opponents can't lose. Uh, I think it says you can't win also. Hmm. It's the it's the, the weird mirror image of a uh, platy. Interesting. Now I got to look it up. Yep. It does say uh, you can't win the game and your opponents can't lose the game. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's worth 75 cents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, say, saying you can't win the game is kind of weird. Uh, when your opponents can't lose, but it does prevent you from playing some effect that says like coalition the victory. Game. Like yeah, there's spells like Which coalition is victory. The next way a player may win the game. What are effects that say a player wins the game? Like coalition okay. victory. So there's there's several spells in the game that that have you jump through hoops, uh, and they if you jump if you successfully jump through the hoops, uh, you win the game. They give uh, you some alternate win conditions. Yeah, the uh, the most terrifying one is uh, oh wow, I'm blanking on the card name. Uh, uh, the 250 card deck, uh, Battle of Wits. Battle, Battle of, of Wits. Wits. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, which is that was a whole a cycle. There there was one in each color. Right. Nobody but, remembers that the the blue one is Battle of Wits. If you have 250 or 200 or more cards in your library at the beginning of your upkeep, you win the game. But. Uh, 
there was a whole cycle of them. The green one was like power of creatures. Uh, the I don't remember what the rest of them did, but they, there was a whole cycle. Yep. But you know, nobody plays no those idea. in modern. Do uh, people actually play Battle of Wits, though? So the problem with Battle of Wits is obviously the shuffling. Um, right now, there's no good Battle of Wits deck, but briefly in modern, there actually was a viable build what I consider a very viable build of Battle of Wits. And it saw some play uh, on Magic Online, but never saw play in person because of the shuffling. Because, because you it, cannot realistically shuffle it. Because you can't, well, and it also required so much shuffling because it played like the full set of fetch lands and mm. also played lots of ways to tutor stuff out of your deck because you have to have ways to tutor stuff out of your deck to make the deck good. Uh, and so it was just every turn shuffling several times. And... Uh, with a deck that size, you just can't make that work in Paper Magic, at least not very well. There, there are some people that can, but generally you can't. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they uh, it was Battle Pod. It was it played Battle of Wits and Birthing Pod. Uh, That's neat. That makes and, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you would like tutor it, tutor use your Birthing Pod to build up to a Rune Scar Demon to get your enchantment so you could win the game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but. Yeah, those are those are the sort of things that literally instruct you to win the game. That is mm-hmm. a way to win the game. Um, another way to win the game is um, if you have a multiplayer game with teams, and a team has at least one player remaining in the game. If all other teams have left the game, the the team with the remaining player wins. So it's like the team rule for the first rule we mentioned in that. If all your opponent, if all the opposing teams have lost, and there is one team with a remaining, at least one remaining player, that team will win. Now the whole team wins, even if there is only one player remaining. Now this is this is kind of weird because in like two headed giant, because you look in two headed giant, it's there's it's no way po- for a, t- a one player to lose without other players losing. Right. So if you if in a two headed giant game you lose, uh, your teammate loses also. Mm-hmm. However, there's other teams like uh, uh, Emperor type games, not Emperor specifically. Um, where, well, there are, there, might- yeah, there are games where you have allies, right? Like there, there was an old school multiplayer game uh, where it would be like you know, uh, two v two with with different guilds or whatever, um, or, or you know, the, so there there are ways ways to do it, right? This is a a much less commonly used sort of format in multiplayer. Most multiplayer games are going to be Commander or Two-Headed Giant, but this is still a multiplayer rule. Mm-hmm. Emperor, which is one of my favorite formats. I loved playing it when before Commander kind of killed the casual multiplayer scene. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, What happens is, is you have... An, uh, three, uh, you have a team of three players. The player in the middle is the emperor, and then you have like two generals or lieutenants, whatever you want to call them, and the opposing team has the same. And you play in a circle, and they use like limited range of influence, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but it's sort of like chess in the sense of when the emperor wins, the whole team wins, and the emperor wins by the other emperor losing being eliminated from the game. So so that 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 is a variant. Yes, Emperor's great. I've never played Emperor. <laughs> How what was the what, what was the 
time when Emperor was actually played. Uh, if there ever was such a time. I mean, probably... Prob- realistically, before uh, we used to play it, at least my, my group, we used to play it fairly regularly before, like, you know, like 2010, 2011 time frame. Okay. When Commander really started to take off. Yeah. Because then people stopped having casual kitchen table decks and started like, oh, I got a Commander deck. Having these very well-tuned yeah. Commander decks. Yeah. Uh, right. But, but Emperor, Emperor was great. Uh, the, the problem with it, though, you needed to have exactly six people. Which was a problem because you normally have five or then seven. Right. That would require excluding someone. But speaking of excluding someone, let's talk (laughs) about ways to lose the game. Because you exclude them when they lose. They've Um, they've been excluded and now they lose. Yes. So uh, the the best way to lose the game is to do it on purpose. Okay. (laughs) Go out on your own terms. Right. To go out on your own terms is just say, you know what? I'm done. And a player can concede at any time. Okay. Yes, even then. (laughs) The, the, The technical meaning of this is they leave the game immediately and they lose the game. That is what happens when the player concedes. I, I do want to talk about one brief multiplayer etiquette thing for a second on this. (laughs) If I'm, if I'm attacking Brogan with let's say a 10-10 life linker mm-hmm. and Bro- and Brogan's at, at nine life and Brogan has no blockers. Brogan's going to die. Do I concede or let you gain the life? Uh Brogan, being the wonderful person <laughs> that she is, will take the 10 points and allow me to gain the 10 life. However, I believe Jess will actually look at that and say, you know what? I'm going to concede, and now you can't gain that life. I think it depends on who's left in the game. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine you doing that, Jess. (laughs) Or at least least pointing out that you could do that. Right. (laughs) I am am a rude person when it comes to multiplayer games. Not, like, actually, like, super spiky, but I like king-making a lot. So, uh... Yeah, it would really depend on who's left in the game and who has slighted me earlier in the game. Wow. <laughs> All Just right. being honest. So what's what what else we got? What are some other ways to lose the game? Uh, well, we move into our our state based actions. Uh, oh, if we a, have a whole episode on those. Yeah. So a player's life total is zero or less. They lose the game the next time a player would receive priority, or a player is required to draw more cards than are left in their library. They will draw the remaining cards and then lose as a state-based action. Or a player has 10 or more poison counters. Also, they will die and lose as a state-based action. Uh, the, uh, it was pointed out that this does not account for um, two-headed giant. Um, if a team has 15 or more poison counters, they will lose the game. The, the only reason I noticed that wasn't there is because I remember when that rule changed. Um, oh wait, was two-headed giant originally still 10? Uh it was well, two-headed giant didn't have a special rule. So it was just if a player got 10 and the counters were tracked separately per player. Oh. So wow. in theory you could have up to 18 and still be playing, but that's never how it went down because everybody just piled their counters on the same player. Right. And and two-headed giant used to be 40 life instead of 30. I think 
I for the same say, reasoning. I, w- I want to say that it was 10 for poison was 10 for a while. Then it went up to 20. And then when life totals got cut from 40 to 30, they bumped it down to 15. Uh, no, but it was, it was a, remember. it was a change, uh, during the new Phyrexia sealed season. Uh, basically, uh, the only reason I know that is I played a bunch of two HG during that time. And so I, I remember explicitly the, when that explicitly happened. that it was like, it used to be 10 and there was a, there was a deck combination that would basically just auto win because you had one person play the aggressive, uh, uh, infect stuff and the other person played the proliferate stuff. So all you had to do was oh. connect once and, and then you could kill them. And, uh, and then sometime during that set, or immediately after that set, I can't remember, they changed it to 15, uh, which was a much more reasonable uh, number. I don't think it was ever 20. Um, no. But the, cause the life total had been 30 for some time at that point. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could no, be, all, I could be wrong about the, the, the life total part, but. Send us an email. <laughs> right, exactly. Send us that email. I'm going to send you so many emails. Oh, boy. I'm ready. <laughs> Um, and we'll, we'll hint at Jess's weird emails on the air. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> um, much like with winning the game, there are effects that could say a player loses the game. Um, there's a recent one. I don't remember what it is, but you get an extra combat and then you lose or something. Oh you yeah, know it's which card I'm talking about. There's a very there's one oh, in the last yeah. couple sets. No, it's, right, it right. gives you an extra turn. It's like red red, right? Yeah. yeah it's uh it's oh man, the name is something like Hour of Glory or something like that. It's, I don't think that's the name, but it's something along those lines thematically. Well, um, I'll yeah. dig it up. Send us an email. Um as Brian would say. Yeah. Final Fortune? Uh nope, that's Mirage. Uh, that's take an extra turn after this one. Uh, last? Nope. Chance for glory? Yes, that one. Chance for glory. Instant creatures you control gate indestructible. Take an extra turn after this one. At the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. Yep. Yeah. So there, there are instructions on cards that can tell you to lose the game, much like the ones that can tell you that you win the game. Uh, so if, uh, if, now this is a fun one, if a player would both win and lose simultaneously, that player loses the game. You might ask yourself, when does this happen? And the answer is hardly ever. Like, you gotta Rarely. try. Right. I think it's, it's gotta be like, I actually even asked, and it has to do with something about you're in, uh, sudden death, you're in the sudden death portion of, the a single elimination timed tournament uh, kind of thing where where uh where they're checking life totals uh as state based actions oh, yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's really 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 unlikely i mean when would you have a single elimination uh, mm. uh tournament where you have to with the time life, with time and life totals and oh was that today oh at the Mythic Invitational. At the Mythic Invitational, oh. yes. Yeah. Tidely references. Yes. Hey, this isn't an evergreen episode. So anyway. <laughs> um, back to multiplayer thing variants of the, the same things we said above. Um, in a multiplayer game with teams. Again, not two-headed giant, but other team variants. 
Um, a team will lose if all players on that team have lost. Um, if in a multiplayer game using limited range of influence, which is a another multiplayer variant where you can, there are only, only players within a certain distance, like at the table from you, can be affected or can, you can attack them. There's, I promise, there's whole rules for this variant. Um, when using limited range of influence, um, if an effect states that a player wins the game. Uh, that instead causes all of that player's opponents within their range of influence to lose the game. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing in the Grand Melee at Gen Con, mm-hmm. this yeah. will apply to you. Otherwise, it pretty much will never apply to you. If you're playing in your city's local annual Grand Melee, I don't know, my city has one. Really? That's awesome. I don't That's know awesome. if yours does. Yeah. I mean, they might. Um, I'm sure I could get one of the stores here to host it. Yeah, we have a we have a Grand Melee. Melee. Your turn markers. So- right. Hey, Brogan, what do you say about doing a, an episode in the future on wacky multiplayer formats? Sounds great. I was actually expecting you to hate that idea. This no, is... I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you called that bluff. All right. Looks like we're doing that sometime in the future. Um, anyway, um, so uh, the, the emperor is uh, the, the team loses if the emperor loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, commander. Uh, you also have if you get dealt 21 uh, or more Com- points of combat damage from the same commander. Um, you shout blackjack. That's what happens. <laughs> yes, so, it's mandatory. Bust. One of, one of the funniest things I ever heard someone say was general damage is really quite specific. And, uh, yeah, uh, it took me a second. I was like, wow, that's clever. That's quite good. It is. Um, if you got 15, if a team has 15 or more poison counters, uh, like two at a giant, that team loses the game. And Probably the least fun way to lose <laughs> a game is the results of a pet is like how many sir, how many times have you uh dropped a card while shuffling your opponent's deck? Oh, this will be the third time. Okay, well that's gonna get upgraded to a game loss. So yep. yeah, a a player can lose the game as the result of a game loss. Normally normally those are, are the result of messing up over and over and over again. So it's, it's, uh, you, you get to see it coming. It's not gonna, it's generally not going to come out of nowhere. Right. Uh, all right. So those are ways to lose, ways to win, and now we want to talk about ways to draw. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But the, the way almost all of my commander games end when all players in the game lose simultaneously. Yes. I earthquake for <laughs> 50. We're all dead. <laughs> can't just let somebody win. You've got to just yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> if the game if the game enters a loop of mandatory actions, repeating in a sequence of events with no way to stop it. Hey, we talked about this. We had an episode on this very we recently. We did have a whole episode about this. Uh, so, so we're not going to talk about it here. Um, you can you can go listen you can go listen to our loops episode. But yeah, if if like you know if A happens and A causes B to happen and B causes A to happen and it just sits there ping ponging back and forth, that game's a draw. Two zero eight is the recent loops episode. Yeah. In case anyone is interested. Uh, the next one is an effect may state that the game is a draw. <laughs> um, um, I don't I don't know. Divine what? intervention, I think, is the name of the card. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a card. It is a card. It's a card from Legends. Oh, this is awful. It's a it's an awful rare from Legends, so you know it's going to be amazing. Um, for six white, white, it's an enchantment. Divine, inter- Divine Intervention enters the battlefield with two intervention counters on it. During your upkeep, remove an inv- intervention counter from Divine Intervention. When you remove the last intervention counter from Divine Intervention, the game is a draw. Woo! For eight mana and two turns. That's not a very good card. Nope, it's not. <laughs> and yet, and yet, because it's on the reserve, it's a reserve list legend rare, it's like $50. Goodness $60. gracious. <laughs> it's amazingly bad. Uh, uh, yes, this, this was also released for some unknown reason in Master's Edition 3 on MTGO. It is worth... 0.03 ticks on MTGO. <laughs> I like that that just like, oh, this is worth a lot here. Let's see what what happens on Magicum. <laughs> <laughs> point point zero three? Yes. <laughs> well, the whole Magic Online economy is a mess particularly right now, but that's I'm sure that one was already Yeah, I should sell out of that game real fast, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm not here to provide anyone with Advice on what to do with their Magic Online collection, but probably. Oh man, can I can I channel my inner like like stock television show uh, advice guy? You know, like, my <laughs> advice for Magic Online is to sell, sell, sell. That ship is going <laughs> down. <laughs> Hit some buttons and make auga sounds. <laughs> you just have to have a soundboard of of inflammatory noises. <laughs> um, that's that's just all speculation. Judge Cast does not uh uh. Crap, I can't even remember what the disclaimer is. You know, don't listen to us for financial advice. We're just making fun of things. Right, not offering any any. Yeah, but sell. All investment (laughs) involves risk. Yeah, Um, all investment (laughs) involves risk. There you go. Nice. Um, Magic online, especially so. Uh, uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) Multiplayers (laughs) with teams. The game is a draw if all remaining teams lose simultaneously. Much like our previous rule. Yeah, it's basically the same Uh, there. Yeah. Oh, this is a lot of words for this one. Um, in a multiplayer game using limited range of influence option, the effect of a spell or ability that states that the game is a draw causes the game... Oh, so this is the divine intervention rule for yes. limited range of influence. Yes. This is miserable. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, so if the game is a draw, then only the people that are within the range of influence of divine intervention, because really that's what this is for. Um, also... Okay, if you play Divine Intervention in, like, a Grand Melee, you're just miserable. Um, so the game is a draw for the people in that range of influence, but bubble. they they leave the game, and they everyone else keeps playing the game. Right. So it's um, just like it's just like a bomb that takes everybody with you. Yep. yep. Exactly. Uh, also, within your limited range of influence, if you enter in an infinite loop, uh, it's a draw for all you people in your little bubble. Yeah. Uh, multiplayer with teams, uh, the game is a draw. Uh, if the game is a draw for all the remaining players on that team, mm-hmm. um, Emperor, it's a draw. It's, the, it's a draw for the Emperors. Yay. Mm. So if we, if we earthquake a lot, and then all players in the game, a, a player is a draw, or sorry, a player is a draw. A game is a draw. <laughs> the most, the most famous way for a game to be a draw is I'm 
X and O going into one of the last two rounds of Swiss, and I sit down and say, hey, want to draw? And my opponent goes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would love to draw. I would love to draw. And you fill out the slip, zero, zero, 003, and turn it in. Um, Or as most players fill the slip out, they write ID and then move on. Yes. Um, but yeah, there you you are allowed to intentionally draw. Yep. All right. Ooh, what's it? Uh, oh, we already talked about that. Um. All right. So, uh, now generally speaking, when a player, uh, uh, in a two-player game, when uh someone loses or someone wins or there's a draw, the game is over and it's done. It's finito. You don't have to worry about, well, what happens to permanence and stuff like that when someone leaves the game. Um, but in multiplayer, the game keeps going as long as you have, uh, as long as you have people. Right. As long as you have more than one, right. more than one player. Right. So what happens, what happens in a, in a, in a multiplayer game is when you win the game, you don't actually win the game. Everybody else loses. Um, and, and it's decided when you only have one entity left. Essentially, um, so if Brogan, uh, 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 Jess, and myself, and eh, let's bring in CJ Schrader here. We're playing a four-way game, okay? And CJ is eliminated from the game first, uh, so he's he he dies, not literally, but you know, in the game he takes lethal damage or twenty-one commander damage or whatever. Um, he's leaving the game. So what happens to all his stuff? He's got creatures. He might have uh, enchantment, you know, control magics or something like that on some of my creatures. Uh, he might have briberied some of my uh, one of Brogan's dudes out of out of her library. So it's 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 all objects owned by that player. Mm-hmm. Okay, leave the game. Okay, okay so, so it's stuff they own, not necessarily stuff, stuff they, they control. Right, stuff they own, and then. Any effects which give that player control of any objects or players ends. So it's kind of weird. So like if if uh, if CJ was had mind slavered me, and it's during my turn that CJ is controlling me, mm-hmm. and then Brogan bolts CJ for lethal, the control effect that's controlling my turn immediately ends, hmm. and I get I get to I get to continue taking my turn. But so it's all objects owned. And then all effects that give that player control of any objects or players ends. That's the first thing that happens. Now, um, if CJ has one of Jess's creatures that's controlled magic, that object, the control magic, is owned by CJ. It's gone now. Control immediately reverts back to Jess. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Because so then, then the next step is if that player, which is leaving the game, controls any objects. Uh, let's see here. Uh, any objects on the stack not represented by cards, those objects cease to exist. So if he had a- activated any abilities or anything before he died. He had a bunch of copies from Storm or Replicator. Or right. Right. Well, uh, yeah, because those are, those are things that are controlled, but they don't have owners. Okay. Uh, or they have. They are, they are objects yeah, on yeah. the stack and are not represented by cards. Okay. okay. Then, so things on the stack go away. Then. Uh, if there's any objects that are still controlled by that player, those objects are exiled. So any of the creatures uh, that he still 
controls, and this is where I said, like, if he casts Bribery, Bribery is a card that lets you, like, search through someone's library, pick a creature out, and put it on the battlefield Mm -hmm. uh, under your control. But that's not a control effect. It's just put on the battlefield under your control. So this would exile that creature. You don't get it back. So if he did this bribery to my library, I wouldn't get that creature back. It's just gone. It is. Because, it will be exiled when when he right. leaves the game. Because we got rid of everything that he that CJ owned. We got rid of every control effect that he he had, and then anything that's left gets exiled. Mm-hmm. Um. And then if the player who left the game had priority at the time that they left, uh, priority passes to the next player in turn order who's still in the game. I, one of the things that's very interesting to me about all these multiplayer rules that we're going to be going through is that the game actually sort of accounts for the players who aren't there. Like it, it, it will, it pseudo includes the, the players who have, who have died or otherwise left the game in part of the rotation, even though they're not really there. It's just the chalk outline still on the floor. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, they've, CJ has left the game. We've gone through all these steps. As we continue through the game, um, other things potentially could happen that would have involved our our, our now dead CJ, not actually <laughs> dead CJ, um, that the game takes into consideration. So if an object would change somehow to the control of a player who has left the game, it won't be. If a token would be created under the control of a player who has left the game, they, it, no token is going to be created. So if I play a spell that says create a token under the control of each of your opponents or something like that, mm-hmm. CJ is not going, there's not going to be a token created for CJ because he's not there. Or if, Even he, or if that CJ effect was, sorry, go on. Uh, if CJ had, had previously cast gather specimens or something. Right. Um, it, that it creates this replacement effect that just exists. Um, that the replacement effect is is not going to function properly, or right. if I if I cast a spell that puts a you know puts a one one sapperling creature into an, onto the battlefield under each player uh, you know for each yeah. player yeah uh, CJ isn't going to get one even even if I cast the spell before uh, mm-hmm. CJ left the game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, if a, if a player. If a player would be controlled by a player who left the game, uh, who has left the game, they aren't. Yeah, I'm tapping out on that one. I have no idea how to make that happen. What, I that's think a, that's that's that's, an, act- that's a go ahead. Mind slaver. I activate my, I activate mind slaver to control your turn, and then before it comes around to your turn, you kill me. Oh sure, okay, okay, that's fair. Hmm. Um. If uh, if an effect that gives a player still in the game control of an object ends there is no other effect giving control of that object to another player in the game and the object entered the battlefield under the control of a player who has left the game the object is exiled i know that's really weird um i am trying to think of exactly what scenario this this is explaining uh is this is this a thing that does this might this might be like a vestige rule um this might be the what a, a rule that that doesn't really work it or doesn't really isn't necessary anymore because a while back they changed how tokens work oh yeah and uh and a token could be created under the control of a player that didn't own it uh i don't think that's true anymore so i you did that that doesn't uh yeah that doesn't get us there but i think that like 
I can't think of a way to make this relevant. I can't think of a way to make this relevant uh, to today. So I'm just going to say, you know, if this comes up, let us know. If this has come up for you, send us an email. And Brogan or Brian would be happy to respond. I may, I may respond to you occasionally. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we, um, oh, we got to We got to change the locks. We got to change all the locks. Yep. You got to change yeah. all the passwords. Good luck. <laughs> Do you even remember all the passwords? I um, I wrote them down. Uh, I've got a I've got a little password uh, tool thing that that keeps them all gotta, under, gotta, under a yeah anyway a little trapper keeper for your passwords with not an actual you know it's on the iPhone so it's digital it's not on paper anymore um so anyway um if an object okay if an object would be owned by a player that is that uh has left the game would be created in any zone it isn't created um so if Basically, if an effect is going to create a create a token or something like that, or a treasure, you know, uh, or a clue token, uh, it doesn't get created. Mm-hmm. Can't get a clue if you're dead. Uh, if an object requires a player who has left the game to make a choice, the controller of the object chooses another player to make that choice. Um, if the original choice was made by a po- an opponent of the controller of the object, that player chooses another opponent if possible. Well. This is yeah. another one where I I can't think of a scenario where that choice would need to be made where he would have already decided who is making that decision before they that player would be there's, dead. There's some weird cards from like the Mirage <laughs> era where when you cast it the the uh, you choose another player to target something. And I say somehow you'd have to interrupt this. This might just be like a, a CYA Right. Well, relatedly, that so that was if an object requires a player who has left the game to make a choice. Our next rule is if a rule requires a player who has left the game to make a choice, the next player in turn order makes that choice. Hmm. Um, okay. So I, again, can't think of a specific example of this, um, but I'm glad that they have clarified the distinction. <laughs> If a, if a player leaves the game during their turn, that turn continues to its completion without an active player. So it's kind of weird in the sense that if you die during your upkeep, uh, there's still a draw step that you're not involved in. There's still a combat that you're not involved in. And there's still a cleanup. Uh, that you're just not there for? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you're just, you're just not there. So, you know, they, the turn just goes on and people could actually... Uh, so you die. Uh, so uh, let's see. We're in a multiplayer game, uh, and Jess goes after. Uh, let's say Jess goes after CJ. So CJ just CJ just died, mm-hmm. and then Brogan can actually say during CJ's end step, "I'm going to cast this before Jess's turn." Uh, it doesn't automatically pass to Jess's turn. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. It still gives all those windows of priority if, in case anybody happens to need them. Yep. Um, if, if a, if a pl- <laughs> this, is, um, this is one of my uh, favorites. If a player who has left the game would begin a turn, that turn doesn't begin. Right. So if they've got some extra turns stacked up or something, right. no turn for you. <laughs> um, when a player leaves the game, any continuous effects with a, with durations that last until until uh, that player's next turn or a specific point in time. Uh, they expire immediately. 
So it's like, I've tapped your stuff down until the beginning of my next upkeep, and then eh, you die. They don't we, expire immediately. Oh, they uh they neither um they neither expire immediately nor last indefinitely. Okay, so what um, um so they if if they oh, right, it would right. last until that player's next turn or at a point in that turn that those continuous effects will last until that turn would have begun. Mm -hmm. So we just talked about how if they would have a turn, they don't. Um, in these cases, these durations would end when that turn would have begun, mm -hmm. but, but it's not beginning. This next one's great. <laughs> I love this next one. Uh, Tell us about it. Oh, okay. Um, when a player leaves the game, objects that player owns in the anti-zone do not leave the game. Uh, this is an exception to the rule that says, you know, when you leave the game, all your stuff goes. Because wouldn't that be great if you were playing for anti and it looked like you were going to lose? You could just say, you know what? I'm just going to concede. All my stuff leaves the game, including this expensive card that I antied. Shoop. That would... I don't think that works that way. <laughs> well, no, because there's a rule for it. Right. <laughs> there, there, there's a rule that hasn't been relevant since 1996. Yeah, this... Did this... people actually play for Ante? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, one of the, uh, the, the things that I did when we first got started is we would buy a starter deck. So a starter deck had, uh, was just a collection of 60 cards, you know, like 20... 20, 24 of them were lands. Yeah. You'd shuffle up, you'd ante a card, you'd shuffle up and play. And you were like in a league where the only way to get new cards were it was ante. Uh, and to be clear, this is not a pre-constructed deck. A starter deck was random cards. Right. It was it was like three really? rares, 11 yeah. uncommons. <clears throat> it was like five of each land and random cards. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> and so you would just, you would just shuffle <laughs> up, you'd ante the top card and- uh, you would you would play, and then if you won, you would get that card, and you'd get to add it to your deck, and maybe take out you know the sea serpent. Mm -hmm. um, that which seems like was, it would snowball really fast. Uh, not not so much because those decks were really bad. They yeah. were all just really bad. Right. It's not like mini masters where you know. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Although somewhere I've got a lightning bolt signed by a a, a friend of mine because I took it out of their, uh, I, I won it out of their deck, and uh, they were very, very upset. So I was like, you got to sign it. Just so <laughs> Who's every time now? I, yeah, well, you know, because <laughs> my, my, the, the logic that I used was no one's going to believe that I, I didn't just add a lightning bolt, so you need to sign it. But in reality, I just wanted the rub-ins. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I've, I've never <laughs> done that with cards. I do have a dollar bill that was signed by somebody who, uh, who I... If I remember correctly, I beat arm wrestling. Oh, who's a uh, Eric also has a couple of uh, arm wrestling dollars. Yeah, they might be signed by the same humans. <laughs> um, apparently, that's a thing judges do is arm wrestle each other for dollars <laughs> and then sign them. Yeah, I guess. Um, all right. Do we have any more multiplayer fun leaving the game rules? Uh, hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, we, we have. Do. <laughs> we do oh. such fun much wow what what's so fun about it jess <clears throat> oh it's a plane chase game is this yeah. is there actually a rule for okay um so what? the plane chase rule that jess just <laughs> mentioned is if the player designated as the planar controller would leave the game 
Instead, the next player in turn order that wouldn't leave the game becomes the planner controller. Then the old planner controller leaves the game. Right. Is there, like, yeah, how does that work? What does a planner controller do? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're the person that can roll the plane chase die to make the effects happen. (laughs) But you can only do it during, I think you can only do it during your main phase. So you can't actually do anything. So it's like, yeah, you're the planet controller, but you can't really do anything with it until it's your turn. Oh, good. But so the the game determines who's the planet controller. It's not just, oh, I want to be the one spinning the die. There's a there's a rules. Right. Linkage to it. Right. So the planet, the planet controller is the one that's able to uh, roll the planet die to try and get the effect. Um, And if you're not the planet controller, then you can't. Uh, and the game requires someone to always be the controller. Neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same thing for phenomena. Do 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 do. What is that? Phenomena are <laughs> from Arch Enemy, I think, or maybe Plain Chase. Aren't those schemes? Yeah, schemes oh, are you're right. You're right. Phenomena. Phenomena. Yeah, that song's <laughs> in my head now. Um, they're they're like <laughs> planes. Only, I think they're one-time events where planes are kind of sit there on the battlefield and have kind of like a static effect. I think, I think phenomena, you flip it over and instead of a plane, it's just like, you know, boom, bad things happen. And then you do the bad thing and then you flip over and you go back to another plane. Like the Great Aurora or like something else? Like I, I'm just trying to imagine like, what like, kind of events like this a, would be. Like a Wrath of God type phenomena. Oh, okay. Okay. Do, 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 do. Okay. Um. Wow, that's stuck in there. Okay. <laughs> it um, lives there now. Yeah. Some some other random multiplayer stuff. Oh, man. This stuff is great. Okay. This this I didn't actually know, uh, this one about Monarch. So in a multiplayer game where Monarch has been introduced, if the Monarch leaves the game, the active player becomes the Monarch at the same time as that player leaves the game, unless the active player was the Monarch. So... If if we're all playing a game and Brogan's the monarch, and on my turn I cause Brogan to lose, I become the monarch. Now, if Brogan was the monarch and it was on her turn, then the next player in turn order, so in this case it would be CJ, uh, he would become the monarch. But he's already left the game, so he's not there anymore, so really it would be Jess. Mm-hmm. Jess is the monarch. Mm-hmm. Jess is the monarch. Um, so this, this one's kind of weird. Um... If I have a permanent that cares that's that cares about when objects leave the or when when creatures leave the battlefield, not necessarily dies, but just leaves the battlefield and just leaves the leaves the game, his creatures all and all his permanents leave the battlefield. So my stuff can actually trigger off of just uh, just dying mm-hmm. and, leave, and, mm-hmm. and picking all this stuff up. So that's a neat thing. And the same things happen with concessions. So there's cards like Blood Tyrant, uh, where it gets counters if a player loses the game. Mm-hmm. Um, conceding is losing the game. As we as we learned earlier, yeah. And one of so, the ways to lose the game is to concede. Yeah. So if if we're playing and I am attacking Brogan with my five five and Brogan's at six life, um, Jess could just be like, I concede, 
<laughs> my blood tyrant will become a 10-10 ah. and then hit Brogan, and that'll be payback for you conceding and not taking that 10 points of damage last game. <laughs> I knew that's exactly what you were going to say, it too. exactly weird. This is why I don't play Commander, friends. This right here is I why I don't play Commander. <laughs> the bitterness at your friends related to the politics oh. surrounding the game. Yep. You, you play Commander to have a good time, not to win. Well, I mean, I like, winning is part of it. I mean, that I like could be winning. considered part of a good time. But I, I'm I'm more about just the, the being silly. The shenanigans? Yes, the shenanigans. Um, and then f- I guess I guess there's one other thing about leaving the game that uh, was more of a thing when cons yeah. uh, was a thing. But And this, this is for uh, tournaments as well. If you have a morph, if you have a face-down permanent on the battlefield, you leave the game. You got to show what that that thing was. Yep. Mostly to to prove that you were actually able to put that there face down that way, and that it wasn't just some random card that you sat face down on the table. As, as a tutu, my island is a tutu. Get in there. <laughs> right. This is also awkwardly true for cards that you manifested onto the battlefield. Manifest, yeah. Uh, which you aren't showing anything for, but you have to do it anyway. You got to do it anyway. So you could actually have an island as a 2-2 on the battlefield. Yes, you could. But not if yep. you morphed it. Not if you morphed it. Yep. If you morphed it, that's, that's, that's problems. Uh, and I think that's, I mean, we didn't, we didn't cover some of the, the, the wacky stuff like phasing and hidden agendas and stuff like that. <laughs> Grand melee plane chase, but let's not. Do yeah, we're not going to do that. Not gonna I do think that. Yeah. I think we're okay where we where we. No, we don't want to talk about grand melee. That'll be that'll be for Brogan and I when we do our wacky multiplayer <laughs> episode. When we talk about all the multiplayer formats, oh, and the episode is four hours long. Oh, <laughs> just like a grand melee game, <laughs> only. Yep. All right. All right. Well, so, I think that's that's kind of wraps it up for that topic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if uh, if nobody else had anything that they wanted to add, I'd just like to thank everybody for being on the show. I'd like to thank all of our listeners for listening to the episode. I'd like to thank all of our longtime listeners for all the time you've spent listening to me talk to you about Magic the Gathering. Um, and remind you that you can find our entire archive of JudgeCast episodes at judgecast.com you can get to us wherever you subscribe to podcasts whether it's spotify or itunes uh or yeah apple podcasts or stitcher or whatever it is um if you'd like to get in touch with us you can email us judgecastgmail.com you can tweet at us uh, or find us on facebook and send us a message there um and uh all that being said i guess i'll just sign off and say that i'm jess dunks and i keep it fair I'm Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep my cards in the anti-zone even after I've left the game. <laughs>